This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is not your century. This is not your century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. May 23rd, 1967. Page 3 of the San Francisco Chronicle is dripping with sex. The director of student psychiatry at the University of Wisconsin reports the results of a study in the Journal of the American Medical Association. The study is about the sexual attitudes of freshman and sophomore women at the university. Chronicle uses the word girls. The verdict? The sexual revolution is in full swing, and it's affecting the mental health of young women. Dr. Seymour L. Halleck says the study found that only 30% of the first and second year female students believe that premarital sex was wrong, though many who justified it were talking about people who are engaged or deeply in love. The doctor also pointed to another study that found that 55% of female students considered it very important for a girl to be a virgin when she got married. Their mothers felt that way at an 88% rate. But, the doctor says, the actual rate of premarital intercourse hasn't changed radically. Only 22% of Wisconsin co-eds surveyed said they'd had premarital sex, and only a small portion of those said they had done so promiscuously. But here's the rub, so to speak. The rate of premarital sex is very high for Wisconsin students who have become psychiatric patients. As many as 86% of the unmarried female patients at the university clinic had indulged in intercourse, and 72% had done so with more than one person. Presumably, the study was peer-reviewed, so it somehow handled the question of whether this correlation was a result of causation, but that question goes unanswered in this report. It's also unclear how reliable the self-reporting is that results in figures like 22% as the sexual activity rate for college women in Wisconsin. Dr. Halleck also reported that many college women say they feel heavy pressure on campus to have sex, and he wrote that this conflict is directly related to the development of psychiatric difficulties. The women reported that they tended to see themselves as atypical for not having sex, and that they worried about losing potential future husbands by not participating. Boys, meanwhile, weren't as affected by all of this psychologically, the doctor said, but he said they nevertheless feel the pressure to, quote, prove their manhood because of, quote, the presumed ready availability of co-eds. And all that's just the left side of the page. On the right, day 19 in the obscenity trial related to The Love Book by Lenore Kandel. The Love Book was really a pamphlet, an 825-word collection of four erotic poems with titles like To F*** With Love. You are beautiful. You are a hundred times beautiful. I stroke you with my loving hands. Kendall was a former beatnik who'd hung around with Jack Kerouac, a character in his novel Big Sur, supposedly based on her. 
In November 1966, a week after the election of Ronald Reagan as governor of California, San Francisco police raided the psychedelic shop and City Lights Books, which were selling copies of The Love Book. The city's literary and psychedelic crowds noted that the book wasn't brand new and there was hardcore smut for sale at virtually every corner store. They saw the raids as a conservative attack on their communities. Day 19 of the trial involved a reverend who was on the city's mental health advisory board saying how outraged he was by the earlier testimony of a psychiatrist who worked for the city. The doctor had said the love book's ripe treatment of erotic ecstasy would be great reading for high school students. The reverend found it nauseating. There was also a spirited debate among other witnesses over the early licentious poetry of John Donne, who later became a religious official and felt bad about that stuff. Nothing was decided on this day, but the trial eventually ended in convictions and fines for the booksellers. Those convictions were overturned in 1971. And Lenore Kandel? She sold about 100 copies of the love book before the raids, about 20,000 copies after. She was so pleased with the windfall the cops had sent her way that she donated 1% of her profits to the Police Retirement Association. Thanks to former Chronicle columnist Evan Karp for providing the audio of Lenore Kandel. It's from the Quiet Lightning archives. Visit quietlightning.org for a calendar of Bay Area literary events or to submit your work. Not Your Century is part of the San Francisco Chronicle Podcast Network. Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like this show, we'd love it if you'd give it a rating and a review. For great journalism today, consider subscribing to the San Francisco Chronicle, which you can do in both paper and digital form by going to sfchronicle.com slash subscribe. Historical research by Libby Coleman. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.